0: and welcome to another uh, episode of Conspiracy Pilled, your favorite unhinged conspiracy pod. Mostly unhinged. I can't speak today. I'm PJ Williams and with me, as always, is Abby Libby. And I I promise I'm not having a stroke right now. Abby, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. And we all know it's just because you really want this show to be unhinged. Our tagline is mostly hinged, not uh, mostly unhinged.
0: I know, I know. Well, it's, we did a, I think the last episode we did was an unhinged episode, which by the way, you guys are lucky if you're on YouTube and Rumble and Odyssey, because normally those just go to our locals channel. And we decided that we're going to release that one to you guys. So you get a week later than the locals channel and you don't get all of them, but that one I, fo- I felt like would be really cool for everybody to see. So tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you'll get another. Totally unhinged episode of Conspiracy build. This is our mostly hinged show. So that's why. that That's that's my cope for why I screwed up that intro so bad. Uh, how you doing, though?
1: This is so accurate right here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Abby brings hinges. PJ smashes them. That is my goal in life. Yes.
1: I don't think I brought enough hinges tonight. No. I'm not going to no. lie.
0: <laughs> my favorite. I don't want to spoil too much. But before the show, Abby's texting me. It's gonna get a little unhinged so i'm excited for whatever's coming i'm completely going into this blind like many of you are uh many of you all of you unless you guys have been sitting there with many Abby uh, reading her notes uh but yeah so what are we talking about tonight
1: we are gonna start off by talking about logan paul and his crypto zoo scam that uh recently hit the news again but I want to broaden it out and talk about a bigger conspiracy of the globalists <laughs> trying to destabilize <laughs> cryptocurrency. It's the
0: globalists. Yeah, it's I co- like it.
1: the <laughs> Alex Jones episode. So, yeah, are we ready? Or do we have anything else we got to get out of the way?
0: Uh, no, I've got some announcements I want to talk about, but we'll talk about them later. I want to jump into this and see what's, yeah. what's what.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, let's get started. First section is Logan Paul's CryptoZoo scan. so there's a lot of people talking about this and most of that coverage is coming from an internet drama angle even though it's more true crime but even then it's not really coming from a true crime angle because while most crypto scams are terrible and unethical they're not usually crimes, because the U.S. government doesn't regulate cryptocurrency. It's the wild, wild west out there. Um, they want to, and we're going to talk about that more later. They
0: really, really want to.
1: <laughs> I'm not even here to talk about it from a true crime angle, because obviously this is conspiracy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not true crime, pill. You got to you gotta tune in uh, to HawkHound on Sundays to get your true crime fix,
1: for sure. Yeah, yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know logan paul we have a photo of him he is a youtuber and a boxer this is him with his brother jake paul they got their start on vine actually and logan has i think you're wrong
0: i'm sorry i gotta correct you i'm pretty sure jake paul got his start on a christmas story (laughs) (laughs) in that just in that picture he really looks like it yeah actually yeah go ahead
1: um they uh, logan also boxes. And he has 23.6 million subs on his personal YouTube and then 4.4 over on his secondary channel, The Impulsive Podcast that he does with some friends. And Jake and Logan are uh, – yeah, Logan and Jake. Logan's the star of this but and his little brother, Jake. Really, their bread and butter has been drama and shock value content, um, just dramatic stuff. There's been some some scandals along the way. They're always getting in hot water. But Logan has allegedly been on a bit of a redemption arc. Um, and I think the best way to kind of sum up his career is this tweet from GameStar.
0: Yeah, let me see. Oh, wrong, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs>
1: logan paul continues grifting through his career 2015 to 2017 cringe edgy vlogger 2018 to 2019 good guy paul 2020 to 2021 woke pokemon crypto guy 2022 tate hating edgy joke guy and 2023 matrix believer so the context behind some of this is he he had his some scandals in the early days took his redemption arc and then started to get into the crypto stuff. And then he was friends with Andrew Tate. And then he when Andrew Tate got canceled, he threw him under the bus really hard. <laughs> and Tate talks about this on on a podcast where he's like really pissed about it. And then he tweets out, like today or yesterday, the Matrix is real. Pray, you've never become its target. <laughs>
0: I do. You got to love. I'm sorry. Like, I have to agree with Andrew Tate on this on his tweet back here a little bit because Logan Paul is exactly that. Like, I know almost nothing about him other than that. He likes to box, uh, hang out with dead bodies in Japanese forests and is just really annoying. Uh, but I mean, he is he is the Matrix, isn't he? He's like, whatever is popular today, whatever will get me the most views, yes. even if it's like something cringy and awful. That's what I'm gonna do. Didn't even like a YouTube movie at one point that was like a, a flop. Or was that his brother? I can never keep the two. I,
1: I think so. Yeah, I think so. You There's remember that no when YouTube
0: that. was doing original movies trying to compete with Netflix? And then Logan yeah. Paul or Jake Paul, one of them had uh, some like dystopian crap movie that came out on YouTube and no one watched it? Anyway.
1: I believe that. Yeah. A bunch of these YouTubers did. And one of the things that that's important to note is that Logan's audience is young. A lot of these guys who do content... Like they do this kind of dramatic shock value content, have a very young audience. So he launches this thing called Crypto Zoo. And it was August 19th, 2021, when he first hinted at it on Impulsive, his podcast. This, it had already been in the works for a while, but he started to talk about it and kind of soft launch it. And it was supposed to be pokemon nfts on the blockchain it was supposed to be this game you could play on the blockchain so
0: so are you saying the two biggest scams that you could get on your phone nfts and pokemon <laughs> go he's just like let's jam those into one thing and just yes. make a bunch of money off it i like it yes i mean i don't but it's funny
1: <laughs> so the whole thing hinged on this zoo token so in the same way that ftx had its own FTT internal token crypto zoo has its internal little zoo token
0: okay yeah do you want me to show so this is is this the the website for crypto yeah zoo, the so zoo token there
1: the idea is that you would buy eggs to get into the game and then you would hatch the eggs and you would hatch out basic animals and then you could breed <laughs> them together and create weird things like this
0: <laughs> yeah panda, panda elephant. panda elephant yeah that's just creepy. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I we had, I almost want to do a cryptid episode <laughs> just on the panda elephant.
1: They were supposed to... Uh, Logan made this big deal about how they spent months creating hand-drawn art, and then it turned out to be just these creepy-looking animals smashed together in Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So it was supposed to be this game, and a lot of his fans bought in because... They wanted to invest in it but also because they wanted to play it like they wanted to have fun and what was marketed to them was really fun and logan is a very good marketer well, it the game be.
0: Was, what did you say he's got like 23 million youtube subscribers 23.5 yeah, like yeah.
1: million um the game was dead on arrival Didn't
0: i've never work. heard of it That that's the thing is like as you're telling me about this i i hadn't heard of crypto zoo until last week when you pr- uh, brought up the idea of doing this episode and it's yeah. funny because like I'm not super into crypto, but I feel like I hear about most things. I hear about all the stupid NFT stuff. I hear about Coinbase and all of these different things, and i I use some of it, but like I have yeah. never heard of CryptoZoo.
1: Yeah, it had it had a twenty million dollar market cap at one point. Like there was a lot of people in it. A lot of people um, very excited trading around the tokens. And just kind of getting ready for it to to go, and then it just never went. And Logan basically ghosted his investors and got started on other products. And just everybody sat there like, the heck, what? It doesn't. What? And that's when Coffeezilla started. This was a year ago. Coffeezilla, who is a YouTuber who does like internet sleuthing blockchain sleuthing that kind of thing started his investigation but we'll get back to him later so no we're going to talk about him now actually his name is steven (laughs) uh he has 2.5 million subs on youtube and he's the one who did this whole year long investigation and put up a three part docuseries about what he found uh the week after Christmas. Gotcha. Steven little background was part of the crew that exposed SBF in the midst of the collapse of FTX. He caught SBF on live Twitter spaces twice and grilled him with questions that were very revealing. He did some really good work in that space, figuring out what all had gone down,
0: which is so funny to me. Like just talking about SBF for a second. This guy just like spent a month incriminating himself and now with all the stuff going on, which we'll get into yep. later, it's like it's just hilarious to me that someone like CoffeeZilla didn't have to do a lot other than just be like, oh hey this public forum that he's speaking on during, you know, admitting to all of his crimes. I'm just going to listen to that and then ask him questions. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. funny.
1: Because SPF was trying to play the like the SPF defense. We're going to call it that from now on. Like the whole, I was so dumb. It was my team. I didn't know what was happening. I just, I just want to build something nice and give it away to people. I just want and, to play
0: pay, play league of legends and give money away. Yeah.
1: So coffee did a good job of, of uh, revealing some of that. Uh, he also has a pretty popular video where he infiltrated intertates hustlers university and ex- exposed both the, poor quality of the content behind the paywall and the pyramid scheme of it as well. Yeah. I think
0: Coffeezilla is where I got some of that information for, for last week, because if you, if you look for um, reviews on hustlers university, almost every single one, there's very few that aren't this, but pretty much every single one is, Hey, this thing is great. By the way, here's my code that gives me money. If you sign up and they just say that like 15, 20, 30 times. There was one, I, I watched one half hour long, review of Hustlers University doesn't tell you any information at all except this praise of Andrew Tate. Here's my code praise Andrew Tate. Here's my code. So I, it, it's cool that he also got in on that and was able to it, it is low quality yeah. crap. Yeah, for sure.
1: So in, in short order, Steven over here has made an enemy of Andrew Tate SPF and now Logan Paul.
0: So we're in good company.
1: <laughs> we're in good company, I guess. Yeah. Um, and everybody knew by that point, by the time that this docu series dropped, that crypto zoo had failed, and that it was probably scammy. But they didn't know how, and they didn't know how to how to talk about it. Like just the facts weren't out there. So this exploded on the internet, and Logan responded really, really well. And by really well, he threatened to sue Coffee, and we're gonna get into that a little bit more later, but. I want to take one step backwards. Uh, Logan already had kind of an iffy reputation. We talked about that a little bit. He was already known to participate in kind of where you shill a token and then you pump and dump it. So it's not illegal behavior, but it's unethical where you you use your following as an influencer to get a whole bunch of suckers to buy the token, drive the price up. You help drive the price up and then you you sell everything and they they you they suck with the off of
0: it. useless jpeg yeah. can i just like how do people fall for nfts i know this is a little off point but how do people fall for this you're literally paying for for people who are not familiar with what an nft is you're literally paying to own a jpeg that i can i can t- like like uh well we got this image up on the screen i'll just show this really quick i could just take this image and download on my computer and i own it as much as the person who owns the freaking I don't know I, th- I think it's so hilarious like we're literally looking at like now I own this this NFT I can download this on my computer and I own it yet you have you own it for a thousand dollars somehow I love I love yeah that. like it's the it's the greatest stupidest scam and I just only in only in our modern age would people buy NFTs
1: I think it was an interesting thing that happened when we all collectively woke up and realized that our money isn't worth anything right
0: it's and really nihilistic our isn't it? society I mean,
1: has been in the way that children play to try to figure out the world i think our society has been playing with money and tokens and nfts to try to figure out what our money system even means
0: yeah it's really it's really kind of nihilistic in a, in a way it's like hey yeah. money's fake and, and and stupid and doesn't exist anyway so might as well own things that are fake and stupid and don't exist you know what I mean? Make it's just money it's, off of them. Yeah. and make money off of it. Make fake money off of fake pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid, but it yeah. It is,
1: it's fascinating to me. I've been watching it ever since 2020. Um, you flashed a picture on the screen earlier. Let's bring that back up. This guy showed up in our research of Andrew Tate, and we didn't include him in the show because. The trail seemed to go cold and it wasn't interesting. But he popped up again, so I want to bring him in. His name is Aiden Ross. He is another one of these influencers that is known for shilling a coin, pumping and dumping it. But he says the quiet part out loud. He has just said out loud to his people, I sure hope you didn't buy that. I was paid a lot of money to shill that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it was never... It was always." <laughs> um, but he is a good friend of Andrew Tate or is friends with andrew yeah tate. i was
0: gonna say he came up a few times but he just didn't have anything interesting to say other than just defending andrew tate without any facts
1: yeah <laughs> right. but he shaved his head and like cosplayed as andrew tate <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell if it was for the views or like in genuine friendship but it was fascinating i i've got my eye on him because i think that there's something going on with him but then when you watch videos he doesn't sound very smart so well, he, that's
0: that's why you should keep an eye on him though because that's what I thought when we were uh, covering the Andrew Tate stuff. I was looking at this guy going, this guy is connected into this whole criminal conspiracy that Andrew Tate's in and he's too stupid to shut up. So at some right. point, he's going to slip up and say something and I'm just waiting for it.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting that he's he's with Tate uh, and then he stood by him even when Logan threw him under the bus, but that he's also in this in this. <laughs> Not super above board crypto space. Right. So back to Logan, it seems clear from Logan's prior (laughs) pattern, along with text messages that were leaked to CoffeeZilla that he exposed from that Logan's intention with CryptoZoo was to kind of have the game actually work. He didn't I don't he don't think it I don't think he actually meant for the game to fall apart the way that it did, because he could have made so much more money if it worked.
0: So but did the he, game not work essentially? Was that one of the th- reasons people fell off of this?
1: Yeah. That okay. well that's it was dead on a ride. Like it did not.
0: It just never worked.
1: It never worked. Okay. Um But Logan intended it to, but he still intended it to be a scam. He just meant for it to be a much more subtle scam with pump and dumps and like they had internal stuff about you can only you you can only influence three percent you can only sell up to three percent you can't influence the market any more than ten percent like they had very clear insider trading rules. For- so so
0: this is kind of like modern day um, slot machines then right because it, I don't know if you've been to a casino lately but they've really changed slot machines where they feel more like video games and it it uh. seems like there's an element of skill involved that like a video game would have but it's it's the same as as always it's got the same you know, behind the scenes mechanics of 10% of people are going to win some. So they stay addicted and 90% are going to pay into the system and everybody feels good about it because it's really flashy. It's, it's Mm. very, I mean, literally Konami sold their video game, like stuff off to make metal gear, solid and silent hill slot machines. So like all of slot machines now have really become, kind of what it sounds like CryptoZoo is, which is like, it looks like a video game, but we're just going to use it to steal your money. It's flashy enough that you'll be interested in stay and click and buy. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's something. There. But, you know, but you're just going to lose money at the end of the day. Is that kind of fair for what CryptoZoo was? It was su-
1: It or was supposed, supposed to be? make you earn money. I. It's unclear because
0: okay. it never existed. Gotcha.
1: Um, and I think that, well... We'll get to that a little bit later. Sure. But Logan told people, you were supposed to be able to earn money if you could keep your, your animals happy as you bred them, as you bred rarer and rarer animals. You were supposed to be able to make a lot of money on it. And I think Logan believed that people would make money. I think he believed his story, but that he would make more on the off the top. Right. So what actually happened is that in order to create this game for this kind of subtly unsavory purpose. Logan made the mistake of surrounding himself with unsavory people on purpose because you know, you 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 get together a team of people who are willing to do an unsavory thing and then they're going to be bad people <laughs> and they just ended up being worse than Logan. So,
0: so what you're saying is when you work with crooks, they might do crooked things.
1: Whoa. Yes.
0: Whoa. Crazy. <laughs>
1: Whoa. <laughs> So, the first of these was Jake Greenbaum, who was known as Crypto King on Twitter. And he looks...
0: Is this the bald guy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, tell me that doesn't look like a sleazy, slimy salesman who's ready to swindle you out of a million dollars. He
0: looks more like Lex Luthor than Jesse Eisenberg did. So This is
1: his LinkedIn picture. <laughs> He thinks this is a good photo of him.
0: I love the covering the chin thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like can you can you guys photographer guy, can you make it look like I'm a supervillain for my for my uh, LinkedIn picture, please?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so this guy is um he was an advisor on this project. He he was he never had a, an official role or an official like salary. But he supposedly knew crypto so well that they they like deal, dealt him in, I guess. Uh he's hold on, incredible. hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. I just I missed this. This guy has a pinky ring on. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. I guess I was just like oh. taken in by the the shiny Lex Luthor head that I totally missed the Pearl inlay. <laughs> Total villain so move great. there. Sorry, get back to your point.
1: He really does look like <laughs> a villain. Um, he's got a reputation for being kind of slimy. He worked with Logan on, on other Pokemon type projects before. Now, he, behind the scenes, all of the people in charge of CryptoZoo owned a ton of the Zoo token. They stealth launched it. So that they could all buy it before they launched it onto, you know, made it publicly, launched it. So it existed, but nobody knew about it, supposedly. And this guy, Jake, Crypto King, bought way more of it sneakily than anybody else. So he owned more of this project than Logan did. And some complex crap went down among the team members. It's unclear who was sleazy first, but this guy sold out from under everybody. Six million. He made six million (laughs) dollars. He put in 250,000 and walked away with six million. So I guess he made slightly less than six million. I just want to hear
0: him say it one time. Six million (laughs) dollars. One time, you know.
1: He did give an interview to CoffeeZilla for the docu-series. He was mostly off the record, but what he would put on the record was to say that it was all another guy's fault, which we're going to get to, Eddie's fault. We're going to talk about Eddie. And trying to defend his selling action as just self-preservation, saying that he had been wronged, so he just sold, and there's nothing illegal about it and all that. He is now suspended on Twitter ostensibly because of his use of Twitter to push this particular scam because he was still active on Twitter on November 25th. Elon was responding to him over uh, verification policy stuff. So Elon made the choice (laughs) to suspend this guy from Twitter.
0: Which, It's interesting. Doesn't it seem like there's a a, a through line with all of the major celebrity type people we're hearing about in the last six months? It all has to do with Twitter and crypto, uh, like elon Andrew Tate, sbf logan yep. paul they're all involved in this really sh- shady crypto world and and every time that something comes out like nothing really i guess maybe i'm wrong about this has come out with elon and the dogecoin stuff that's super shady but like makes you wonder i don't know
1: yeah i have some more dogecoin than i wish i had
0: <laughs> is, <laughs> it <worthless> <laughs> hmm? is it worthless now is it worthless now
1: not completely.
0: Like compared to what you p- bought it at?
1: It's, it's lost a lot. Um, I think that there's still a chance it comes yeah. back because everything's down. Right. Like The idea was as long as Dogecoin is following the same uh, trend as Bitcoin, it should be fine. And Bitcoin's way down. Right. So as long as if Bitcoin can recover, presumably Dogecoin can too. That's the question. I'm gonna keep holding it because I don't have enough in it to like need to pull you, out. I
0: believe you mean hodl. <laughs> hodel. Hodel.
1: Hodel. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Uh, I. D- by the way, I do see your guys' comments on Rumble, and I apologize that I can't actually pull the Rumble ones onto the screen yet. I'm working on that, but uh, Carson. Yeah, Cracks and Jackson says hodel the doggy. So
1: <laughs> hodel the doggy. Yep. So yeah, Elon was talking to Crypto King, and now he is. Now he's suspended forever it looks like which it's it's just interesting was there a reason given Hmm?
0: was there a reason given why he's suspended off of twitter
1: no in fact there's only one tweet if you search there's only one tweet that's even talking about him either by his name or by his old handle and it's just a tweet saying why is he suspended
0: Yeah, forgive me, forgive me, people who uh, for (laughs) for not having the most faith in the guy wearing the Baphomet costume to save free speech. (laughs) But I do find it funny that there's still a lot of people getting suspended from Twitter. That's my point.
1: Which, to to be fair. This guy did do an actual scam, and I think that's under
0: right. You know, I'm not saying that, but yeah. But if yeah, that's sure. the reason, okay. if that's the reason, yeah,
1: if that's the reason, but but yes, Crypto King with the pinky ring says that the reason the project failed was ultimately Eddie Ibanez, who is this shadowy figure in the background. <laughs> um, We have a picture of him.
0: Yes, it's this guy, right?
1: Yes, okay. this is Eddie. He is a professional con man. <laughs> he was the lead developer on this project. On a podcast prior to the CryptoZoo launch with a friend of his, uh, he said that the project had grown out of a conversation that he had had with Logan. So he kind of made it sound like they were both shooting the breeze and and this idea came up and he was like, oh yeah, I could I could help you do that. Let's go into business together. He made it kind of sound like it was his idea. Logan... Makes it sound like he had an idea and then he hired people to make it happen and he happened to hire Eddie. So hard to tell, but looks like it, Eddie might have been the mastermind behind this from the very beginning. Like I can picture Logan just kind of, man, what if there was a Pokemon game but on the blockchain? And Eddie was like, yes, yes, I can make that. <laughs>
0: So you said he's a professional con man. Is that also on his LinkedIn? Because the other guy, he doesn't, it's maybe not written in the bio, but the picture says it. Yeah. So with this guy, I mean, he just looks like a doofy kid. So maybe he actually put that in the in the LinkedIn. Is that how these guys operate?
1: (laughs) Eddie is difficult to find information on. Like really, really difficult. Crypto King is also pretty difficult to find information on, but Eddie was really, really hard. But he seems to have taken advantage of the fact that Logan had no idea what he's doing. Logan is just kind of dumb. Uh, He was eventually fired as lead developer. It turns out that there were never proper contracts with his development team. Eddie never paid them, even though he sold right after Jake the Crypto King did. So presumably he he made some money off of it. And... Because the developers never got paid, they responded by taking the source code of the game and fleeing to Switzerland and holding it hostage until Logan paid them a million dollars.
0: It's always Switzerland. I like it though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So all of Wait, this. Did Logan had actually pay apart. them for it? Yeah,
0: he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was thinking like, why would he pay for a broken game? But if that's how his money was tied in, like he couldn't. You
1: know. I don't think he knew. I don't think Logan ever knew the extent to which it didn't work until after Eddie wasn't in that middleman position anymore, probably gassing him up because he was always a con man. I don't think Eddie ever knew how to build a game.
0: Right. He just knows how to build guitars (laughs) and those are pretty decent. They're not my favorite guitars. I've been as, but you know, stick to what you're good at.
1: So who is this guy? There's, one piece of really good reporting that even CoffeeZilla used this guy's reporting to help figure out stuff on Eddie. So we're gonna pull up the article and I'm just gonna kind of go through it and do a kind of skim of his various cons that people have figured out. So he <laughs> this just okay. He has this company, this data company called Zanabi Data. And his whole story was that he was an orphan who hacked AOL from his basement and stole a bunch of credit cards. And then he went to MIT and then the CIA recruited him. So
0: before before you go, because this is already like really interesting, but for people listening, I just got to read this headline. So as you were talking, I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I'm reading this headline going, what? The headline literally says, Philly born tech founder who falsely claimed he had an Eagles Super Bowl ring and helped the CIA hunt terrorists got $1.5 million in PPP loans as his company went up in flames. <laughs> so you weren't wrong. He doesn't have to have this in his LinkedIn bio. This guy's a con man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So wow. It gets better.
0: <laughs> Did he steal his like backstory from a movie like an 80s movie about like some hacker dude? I don't
1: know. So, <laughs> let's give give credit real quick. This is the um this publication is called Billy Penn and the guy who wrote it is Adam Robb. Adam did give an interview to Coffeezilla, which is which is where Coffee got a lot of his info on Eddie or pretty much all of it because there's like nothing out there. Eddie claims I listened to a podcast where he was talking about how cool he was and he was basically saying that the work he did for the CIA was with data so he would he would take a, take data and <laughs> use that data to get pattern recognition in the data and he has a way of making himself sound himself sound smart using really simple language so if you really think about what he's told you it's like anybody could make that up without any knowledge <laughs> But he makes it sound like super cool and he just kind of says it casually like, yeah, I, I did this for the CIA. I can't really talk much about what I did, but like hacking houses and planting bugs. and But like the government, don't worry. They're not, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, I wouldn't worry about it.
0: I've heard that one before.
1: <laughs> Google isn't. He really said these things on a podcast, which made me think he actually works for the government.
0: It's it's that's the funny part, too, is like I wonder how many of these people actually are connected to the CIA. I mean, we saw with Tate last week. He's like casually says one time. Yeah, my dad was in the CIA and then just lets it go. And I thought that was really interesting that that's only came up once, but he just said it like matter of factly and then moved on. So,
1: yeah, so and he's like, yeah, Google wouldn't do the bidding of the government, but like if they did, it would be fine. Yeah, he's a, I think I think he's a fed. I think that's the only true thing here. It might not be the CIA, but it's something. Now, M- MIT says he never went
0: here. That's what you would say about someone in the CIA, isn't it? I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: So, by the time he reached his 30s, cuz this guy's pretty young, he was married to Fox News anchor Jackie Ivaneth. He had founded this data company.
0: Well, you just proved that he's in the CIA. I mean, they're all married to journalists and news anchors.
1: (laughs) And his small marketing and analytics form is backed by a big investor.
0: Love it. Love it. Yeah.
1: He constantly told people he was an orphan. He's not an orphan. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Fox and Friends segment of him where he and Jackie are cooking a family recipe and she's like, yeah, I make this for my mother-in-law. Not only is Eddie like not an orphan, but his mom was like active in his life. It's not like he had a falling out with her and he was like, yeah, I'm practically an orphan or something like that. Like she was an active person in his life. His next big lie is that he claimed that he had been given an Eagles Super Bowl ring by the owner of the Eagles after his data firm basically built this thing that helped them figure out, he compared it to a video game where you had, you know, your health bar, right? Yeah. Or he like figured out the health bars for the players. So you'd know when to sub them <laughs> and that's how they won. <laughs> sounds totally games. made up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the eagles are like this is bs like this had never happened he never worked for us and for a minute i was like but wouldn't you say that if he had cracked the secret you didn't want any other team to find out <laughs> he said on another podcast after he got this super bowl ring that he was working with the miami dolphins i don't know if anything ever came up came of that um,
0: All I know about the Miami Dolphins is that Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rotten hell. But other than that,
1: no. other than that. <laughs> you,
0: you know, the reference, right? I shouldn't quote movies around you because yeah. I'm like, she doesn't
1: know because I never know what you're talking. about. Lace is
0: out, Dan. That's my point. It's uh, Ace Ventura.
1: It's, it's only like the most obscure references that I get. <laughs> um, but the owner of the New York Yankees believed this story. About the the player's health part.
0: Believed it or really wanted to believe it? He's
1: like... <laughs> Both. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Believed it because he really wanted it. Like, he, this guy actually... It, I know these stories sound ridiculous, but when they're coming out of his mouth, he says them so, like, self-deprecatingly mm. as if he knows it sounds crazy and he's just so humble about it and this is just his story and he thinks it's funny, too, that his story is so crazy. It's, he's very good. <laughs> um,
0: so he's such a good liar that he doesn't even know when he's uh, lying, essentially.
1: I think he does, but yeah. he's just good at presenting it. Right. He, he He claimed to work for the CIA also as a contractor. So he has two CIA stories, one that he was recruited by the CIA out of MIT and one that he worked for them as a contractor. And then he survived this dangerous mission in Kirkuk, Iraq, following the 2003 U.S. invasion. But then later, he did admit that he never traveled overseas for the agency.
0: Nice. So this is the guy that built. This is the guy that built CryptoZoo.
1: Yeah, and this is kind of where I get a little unhinged.
0: Okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for it.
1: Um, but let's actually, let's just get a little further because <laughs> I, I just think it's so... So he conned the Mormon church. Um, he's apparently a Mormon and <laughs> the,
0: he... Did he find their golden tablets? Is that, what, uh, is that how he conned them or what was it?
1: <laughs> it's too complicated, but there's this whole thing where he apparently got access to really sensitive demographic data and like church email lists to improve ticket sales to another client. And it just blew up in his face. And this is when his wife left him (laughs) or right around where Jackie, she was arrested at his company by the police in what was described as a domestic experience dispute. And then she filed for divorce (laughs) and then took leave from Fox News. Do you think she found out
0: he wasn't in the CIA and that was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I was trying to help my career here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just a mess. It's, it seems like Eddie's lies started to catch up with him. But also I just I just think he actually works for the government. Okay. <laughs> um, hinge. rehinge yourself. <laughs> okay. It's the way he talked in the podcast about government surveillance as if it was just this totally... It's not... It's that classic. It's not happening, but if it was, it, it's fine. Right. Like... <clears throat> and he did it twice and... I just thought, oh, yeah, he's, he's a real one, isn't he?
0: <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be a good cover, though, in all honesty, like someone who just is so full of shit that they could tell you that they're in the CIA and you wouldn't believe them? You know what I mean?
1: Would they still have a government level inhuman reaction to government mining people's data? Or would they shrug and be like, it's, it's kind of invasive, but like I had to catch some terrorists.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. This guy, like, I think that's part. I, I think it's, I think it's a, a feature, not a bug, of his personality, mm-hmm. where he just wants it to be. You don't know when to take him seriously, so he can pretty much say whatever he wants.
1: Exactly, because it's so unclear. Like, where does the where did the lies begin? Is he just right. this? Is everything a lie? Right. Is he just um, not a kleptomaniac, but like a person who has to lie all the time? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so. Circling back to Coffeezilla and Logan. Logan did three of my favorite things. He used the Balenciaga defense, the SBF defense, and the Tate defense. Oh, all in one. So he threatened to sue and then promptly dropped the lawsuit when he realized that it was meaningless.
0: Right. I saw that video.
1: He tried to play the... Or he's still trying to play the... um. I didn't know what was going on. It was just my team. I'm just, I'm the innocent one here.
0: The whole Kim Kardashian (laughs) like, oh, I just needed time to figure out what was going on with all of the, you know, weird child exploitation stuff.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was people around me. Not, I I wasn't the mastermind here. There's this shadowy figure behind me, which is kind of true. (laughs) I think, but definitely use the SPF defense. And then he tweeted something about the matrix. <laughs> <Because>
0: <laughs> that the was matrix my favorite King. grift. That was my favorite grift. And I like how bo- both um, we have, we have both of those. I think we have uh Keem that called him out on it. And uh, Andrew Tate that called him out. And he said, you are the matrix. You are an agent, but the matrix is cracking and now you will pay the price. I think it's hilarious. Cause it's like this whole, like if you look at his Twitter profile right now, the very top pinned thing is this whole rant about how, if you're white, you have privilege and you need to use your privilege to apologize. I'm like, you are the matrix dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but the most interesting thing after these three defenses that Logan said was that he had to stay silent all year over this because there was an active FBI investigation going on, presumably into Eddie.
0: Which oh, so is is the FBI investigation real? Is that something that's actually happening?
1: That's just Logan's word on it. That's so. It.
0: There's no c- confirmation on it.
1: No confirmation.
0: It also negates his first defense of "I'm going to sue," doesn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, you're you're right. All of his defenses are just like, "Hey, what what He's can dumb. I pull out of a hat that will work today?" Like, right. Have I, have I sold myself out so much that the, the matrix defense won't work? It seemed to work for Tate. So I'm going to throw that one out there. Can I act stupid? Can I act out outraged and claim that actually this always worked and I knew it worked and you, you're getting all your facts wrong. Like it's all, it's a mishmash. The guy's just like, you yeah. know, trying to do whatever he can.
1: It seems like he would have stayed quiet about it forever. But now that Coffee has put out this video, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, we're totally still building the game. It's still going to work. I just, you know, all these people screwed me over and, and you know, pushed the date back for the game. But it's still going to work someday. I don't know if he really believes that or not. Or if he just knows that's the only way out for him <laughs> is to actually build the game. But here's my big conspiracy. What if Eddie was always a government operative? What if SBF was never supposed to be caught? What if he was always supposed to be able to keep laundering money through Ukraine? No one was supposed to notice. FTX wasn't supposed to collapse. But the government still would have wanted a catalyst for regulating cryptocurrency. They still wanted a catalyst for uh, pushing through this crypto regulation legislation that SBF wrote. The legislation that's currently being considered by our lawmakers in the wake of FTX going down. So what if Eddie attached himself to this incredibly famous young man, a guy who has already been um in the crypto space, already interested in it, a guy who is incredibly good at marketing, has a young audience of people who kind of, you know, die hard followers. What if Eddie attaches himself to this guy to, to build this thing to make it fail?
0: So this is <laughs> inter- like- this is interesting because I'm starting to like uh, wonder if you're you're right because we saw the press releases about the and I can never remember this, so forgive me. The uh, DCCPA, which is SBF's uh, cryptocurrency regulation bill that he used uh, Debbie Stabakow and uh, Joe whatever from Arkansas to write and build, and he went before Congress. He met with Joe Biden. Uh, now they're trying to say they're, now they're trying to say that Joe Biden's uh, meetings with him were uh, they were just about COVID, right? Ah, uh, but they had all this stuff like pre pre planned to roll out, and if you read some of these articles, even modern ones. But I was picked up this one from a month ago. I just want to read a little bit of this and get back to your point. Get back to your point. It says the shocking collapse of cryptocurrency exchange FTX has increased the urgency in Congress to understand what went wrong and pass legislation to try to prevent another debacle that would affect hundreds of thousands of investors. One bill, the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act, introduced in August gives the Commodity Future Trading Commission more authority to regulate digital commodities like FTX. The bill arrived before FTX collapse, collapsed. And it just goes on to basically not even say the bill that FTX wrote. It's just saying, hey, here is the catalyst, and we have this pre-planned rollout for how we're going to deal with it. And it mm-hmm. seemed like they were rushing in some way to try to be like, how do we sell a bill to regulate a problem like FTX? with a bill he wrote and they still have, they've still have been pushing this and it's just kind of funny. So it seems like if they were smart, they wouldn't have used the same exact guy to fail or to. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I I do wonder that it, it kind of, it's kind of interesting. And now we're seeing uh SBF, you know, facing up to 125 years of prison time. His girlfriend has rolled on him. The, the man in the chair that maybe doesn't exist <laughs> is apparently rolled on him. So I I do wonder if it's a scramble. It seemed like it was, I I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think it's also really, we're going to get into some of the weirdness of the timing here in a minute, but it's already weird timing that we just had a massive crypto collapse right. Conveniently when they're talking about this legislation. And then we have a second massive scandal. Like this collapse happened ostensibly, you know, it happened a year ago, but all of a sudden this three-part docuseries drops and everyone's talking about it. People are talking about it more than they were talking about SBF, FTX. At least a different demographic is talking about it. Just the drama channels on YouTube are talking about it. Well, the, I mean, maybe it's more than one. Maybe about.
0: they need two or three uh, crypto mm. collapses because, honestly, I wouldn't know what the DCCPA was if it wasn't for FTX uh, collapsing. It wouldn't have been you know, in people's minds. So, I could see it being a little bit of both. It does seem like that. Like if you think about it, when, when we're getting close to elections and, and I'm not saying they're all faked or whatever, I'm, I don't want to do the Alex Jones thing, but the media decides to pick up stories, right? So like, let's say there's X amount of shootings that happen in America every year and it's October or September and we've got an election coming up. Guess what? Those stories are all of a sudden you're supposed to care about them. So they don't even have to fake certain stories. They just have to start highlighting them. In this case, I think that they're setting them up, but it, it does seem like the next move that they really want to be ingrained in people's heads. You know, now FTX has fallen off. We're going to have Logan Paul. Are we going to see another one next month? Are we going to see a third cryptocurrency uh, debacle in a month? Yeah. Just like hammering it's, home the point.
1: It's a really good point. I think that you could already make the argument that a lot of scams have been happening. They're just small. You You have over and over again, people are falling for these for these scams and i think some of it is just cryptocurrency is the wild wild west and you're you are always going to have a certain amount of crime in an anarchist area like right. you know an unregulated space <clears throat> and it's I want to talk about this more. So save your thoughts for this. Yeah, I was going to say we should
0: talk about it on rumble because I've got so many thoughts right now and I know you've got stuff you want to get to. So if you guys don't know, we do uh, extend the show out to rumble uh, and we're able to just talk with you guys over there, answer your chats and just kind of hash through the stuff that we talked about on the full episode. So if you guys want that, go over to rumble.com slash C slash conspiracy pilled. I see a lot of you guys over there right now. So I appreciate that. Uh, And we will, yeah, we will drop off of YouTube and Twitch and all the other places and go exclusively to Rumble uh, here in a little bit. So,
1: Yeah. So conspiracy I'm presenting, and I'm going to continue to back this up, is that the globalists do not like that cryptocurrency exists unregulated. I think that they like that it exists because the technology of it is good for them. But for it to be this unregulated, you see China cracking down on it. You see the United States trying to figure out how to crack down on it. All of these countries, all of these globalists are like, what the heck did we do? I think that they are pretty desperate to make something happen.
0: Yeah. And I heard someone today, I I posted about this episode tonight and someone, I think they were telling me I was stupid, which happens a lot. They're basically like, don't you realize that the government created cryptocurrency? And I'm like, yeah, but that's not, that's not, we're not not saying that. I think that they created it. And then allowed it to become corrupt so they could regulate it Mm. i mean the plans for a one world digital currency have been in effect since 1992 in on paper so we well actually 2002 on paper but we know that they've been planning this since before that specifically in 2002 the un started putting in plans for a one world digital currency so the fact that cryptocurrency exists is unregulated wild west and now they've got the the bill to regulate doesn't mean the government didn't want cryptocurrency didn't create cryptocurrency they're trying to destabilize it so that way they can control it that's my that's my theory on it
1: i agree so let's take a quick moment to do some andrew tate updates because we have mentioned him a couple times and there's some recent news on him
0: All right, so if you guys are not aware, we did uh, an episode on Andrew Tate last week, and you guys can go back and watch that or listen to it if you're listening on the audio podcast, but there's been some things that have come out this week, and I want to parse through a few of them, because just like last week, we saw a lot of people saying things that they had heard that weren't true, specifically the one last week was that Andrew Tate's out of prison, look, he's on Tucker Carlson, they just didn't do a little bit of digging, realize that was five months ago, Uh, for another time that he was arrested, so uh, most recently, uh, Andrew Tate or his brother Tristan, I think they have confirmed it's Tate Andrew now was taken to the hospital. So on Sunday it was reported that one of the Tate brother one of the Tate brothers was taken to the hospital and then Tate tweeted that he had been attacked by the Matrix. the The tweet said, The Matrix has attacked me, but they misunderstand you cannot kill an idea hard to kill which is still raising the question of who's tweeting. And I, I haven't been able to find out anything on this. And I know we've got someone here who's from Romania that watches our show. So again, if you can confirm this for me or not, I've read that in Sweden, they allow people to take phones and laptops into jail with them. I don't know if that's the case in Romania. It's probably somebody else tweeting for him, uh, which yeah. would be my guess, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. And it, again, it's so corrupt over there. And he's admitted to paying off cops so many times. Wouldn't surprise me if he actually has his phone with him in prison. Or right. In jail.
1: I think last week in the chat our Romanian friend said they usually don't allow phones but there was enough of a question mark there like I bet he probably has.
0: I think so I, like legitimately I think he's got his phone. Uh it would make more I mean it would make as much sense for someone else to be tweeting for him but I just think I just think he probably has it. Yeah. Uh so officially what's come out of this is that and this is the official reporting we'll talk about what other people said. Uh, Tate, who had something uh, this I'm reading from the insider, Tate, who had something of a routine checkup, was transported to a hospital after the prison doctor asked if he was suffering from certain ailments. That's the literal quote. He was suffering from certain ailments. Uh, According to Antenna 3, which is CNN's reporting in Romania, Tate was taken to a specialist, uh, taken to a specialist consultation in a hospital in the capital And Tate has since been released and he's back in custody. So I've seen some people, there's one guy that was claiming to know Tate goes to a doctor in Paris for a heart condition. And then other people who knew him were saying, that's just crap. He hates Paris. He doesn't have a doctor there. Uh, Some people were saying it was a heart condition. Some people were saying, uh, saying he was attacked. It's really unclear, but the most I've been able to find the new official reporting is that, and this sounds really weird, is that it was like a cancer scare. Which is I don't I don't know. Basically, they did a routine check and they're like, hey, you might have cancer, bro. And I don't know. So again, this is all coming out of Romanian reporting. It's really hard to find what's officially going on. But what's your thoughts on this before I move on to the next update on on Tate?
1: My husband was talking about this this morning, and he was convinced that Andrew had just gotten into a fight with somebody. Which to me, that seems like the most likely that he got into some fist fight, had to go get checked out at the hospital, came back.
0: Yeah, and and here's the thing too. Like, I know a lot of people are going to look at this and say, "See, they're trying to kill him." I don't. I mean, are they that bad no. at trying to kill him that he was in the hospital for like five hours?
1: Can you imagine Andrew Tate being in prison and not getting into a fist fight?
0: No, not Can you really. Imagine that? Or or well, here's my unhinged conspiracy on this i had said i think that either you know i mean i think he's guilty of of human trafficking for all the reasons we listed basically him saying he's doing human trafficking but uh the other the the reason why i think he got arrested wasn't just that i think that the i think it was him talking about the mafia so openly i think they're just like all right time to roll on you because you're paying off the police you've admitted to human trafficking and now he's getting arrested for it. it makes me think that if it's if it's not you know the uh, liberal world order, the world economic forum, whatever uh, Illuminati, whatever face you want to put in there, that it's actually maybe the mafia. And I wonder if the hospital trip was so someone could talk to him. You know mm. what I mean? Like the mafia or someone, or maybe, you know, he's been signaling he wants to be a lizard person. So maybe the, maybe the quote unquote lizard people are like, this is how we get you alone to talk to you. It's easier in a hospital than in a prison or a jail. It has the
1: added benefit of, of supporting the narrative that he's in danger. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) So that's kind of my unhinged take. And that's just, that's just speculation. Uh, The other thing that has come out about Andrew Tate is this supposed, uh, sorry, I've got a few articles pulled up here. This supposed wiretap that is now going viral. And I was a little disappointed by this because it's, a transcription of a wiretap. And I know exactly what people are gonna say, and I, they could be right. I still think he's guilty for, again, all the reasons you can watch our episode on it, but I'll just show you what they're saying is in the wiretap and why I don't blame anybody who doesn't trust the, this specific wiretap. Uh, and what it's saying is uh, the, the quote says that Andrew Tate says, uh, talking to a girl that he's recruiting, You're not stupid, and you can probably guess how I make so much money. I have to hide what I'm really doing. And she says, Webcam? And he says, so, I, and again, I'm not sure this isn't clear if this was a sting operation. Like she was wearing a wire trying to get him to say stuff, which is what I think they're saying, or if his house had been bugged since his last raid. But anyway, he goes on to say, I've been doing this for a long time with a team of girls working on video chat. The company was fake, but this is how I launder my dirty money. Some of the girls who worked for me, I use them to do other things to move money or illegal things, documents, etc. I will never, uh, I will never do that with you. So that's kind of the the bombshell part of the wiretap. Is it is it fake? I don't know. Like it's weird that they're releasing it because people are going to be asking for the audio. The audio. Right? Yeah. So that's just again, like I don't blame anybody for not believing this. I think he's guilty for other reasons. I don't think you need this. But if it's true, I mean it's pretty much a shut and closed case at that point. So
1: yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like It seems totally on brand, right? but also it's just so convenient.
0: It's so conveniently worded. I tend to think this is not true. And again, that's not me saying Tate's innocent. I just tend to think that this is crap. It just simply for the fact that it's, it doesn't sound like him. Am I wrong? Let me just read it again. This is, this is supposedly Andrew Tate talking. Maybe I'm wrong. I've just listened to so much of him over the last few weeks that it sounds too like you said convenient but it also just doesn't sound like it was written in his voice maybe he um, he
1: seems he brags about a lot of stuff but he doesn't say it like I'm doing illegal things he says it like I'm doing cool things
0: right well here's the other thing too and I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate for, with this for just a moment this has been translated from Romanian so it was English translated Romanian translated back to English that could that could be why uh, it doesn't yeah. sound like him uh, but it says I've been doing this for a long time with a team of girls working on video chat. The company was fake, but this is how I launder my dirty money. That that line to me yeah. just feels—I don't know. Some of the girls okay. who worked for me, I use them to do other things, to move money or legal things, documents, etc. Also, I don't think you need like he doesn't have to be do, you know drug dealing to be guilty of all of the other terrible things that he is doing. So right. I don't know. Interesting. He's also I just want to bring it up.
1: Paranoid, right? Like. Why would he say this on a phone call?
0: Right. Yeah. And then the other bit of news that people have been saying is that he was released. He was going to be released today. And that's also just not true. Um, Romanian court actually decided to uphold his arrest, uh, his detainment for 30 days. Uh So his judge, his, his lawyer had come out and said, I think you should release him. He filed an appeal. The appeal was turned down. And I've also noted, noticed that in every time that the lawyer speaks, he refuses to say that Andrew Tate is innocent, which I find interesting. A lot of other people are picking up on this as well. He's like, we should release this guy, but he won't say he's innocent. And the other thing is the courts aren't wrong for saying he's a flight risk, whether you think right. he's guilty he's. or not. He talks openly all the time about having multiple passports and that he could just leave the country on a second's notice to a place that won't extradite him and never come back. He's said that. He's made himself the flight risk, so... I, I, yeah, so anyway, that's kind of the update on Andrew Tate. um be following the stories as it develops, but I'm still holding to the fact that when you say that you're uh, <laughs> human trafficking, in other words, that it's not a surprise that you're human trafficking,
1: yeah, speaking of human traffickers and globalists, let's just go through the timeline because it's the timeline that gets to me on this whole crypto thing. so.
0: I might have hit that on accident too early. I
1: apologize. You know, you're good. You're good. On June 23rd, 2021, John McAfee was Epstein in a Spanish prison cell. Right. CryptoZoo was in the works, but it was first teased publicly that August. So just a couple months later, or one, yeah, two months later. Right. On the same day, that John McAfee died. Versace Popescu, a 41-year-old Romanian crypto billionaire, allegedly got caught in a current and drowned while swimming in Costa Rica. Again, similarly to McAfee, there are those who doubt that he's actually dead.
0: Right. I'm glad you're in, saying that. I'm glad you're doing this part cuz I can't pronounce any of these dudes' names, so kudos. I just
1: pretend I can. Okay. Both of those men had a lot of bitcoin. So on one day, more than 10,000 Bitcoins were lost forever.
0: And at that time, weren't Bitcoins worth about 10 grand each? No, more than that.
1: I don't remember what... I I think they were... They were more to, than
0: that at that point, I believe.
1: There was a point where they hit like 60K, but I don't think they were there yet.
0: They hit 60K in 2020 or 2021. So yeah, probably not there yet. At least worth 10K because we know that this is when SBF was selling them uh, between Japan and America for... Between ten and eleven thousand per Bitcoin.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: You said twenty nineteen, right?
1: Or Uh, when were those? Let me just.
0: No, I just I was trying to get the deaths. The when did those two guys die? McAfee and uh...
1: it's it's twenty twenty one.
0: It. Oh shoot! So it was when they were worth way more. Yeah. They were worth probably fifty k back at that point. Yeah. And you said ten thousand of them.
1: Yeah. Together,
0: Holy together. smokes! Okay. Ten thousand. A lot of money. So,
1: and in twenty twenty one throws me because I think twenty twenty one was only last year. No, last year was twenty twenty two. I my years have been running together ever since twenty twenty as like twenty twenty never ended, and then I lost all ability to keep track of what year it was.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty was the longest decade <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's been quite a quite yeah. a never ending thing. So. That that was June. That was the summer. CryptoZoo started to be teased. These two men died. Then, fast forward a little bit. October eighth of last year, uh, Nikolai Mushagien was found dead at twenty nine in Puerto Rico. Again, drowning. Weird. <laughs> All these crypto billionaires are terrible at swimming. The same day, he tweeted this tweet. CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands. They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death.
0: Yeah. It wasn't like he tweeted four hours later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like within hours. Right. Of when his body was found. Interesting. He says Caribbean islands because at that exact time SBF was operating out of the Bahamas.
0: Right. Yeah. And we talked about this on the SBF episode. I do find it interesting. Again, we're seeing a lot of connections, including Andrew Tate with human trafficking and crypto billionaires or crypto millionaires. Yep. Right. Yep. Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah.
1: Millionaires and billionaires. The FTX collapse. So it was October 8th that Nikolai died. FTX collapse began on November 2nd. Right. On November 22nd, a man named Javier Biasca was found dead in Spain. He was being investigated for a massive crypto fraud. Now found dead is, is um, he, he jumped from a fifth floor of a hotel. Allegedly. It, it, it looks like it might have been an actually real suicide. Okay. <laughs> but, he, but again, that's
0: like that is really hard to tell when it's jumped from a fifth story building. <laughs>
1: Push, jump.
0: Push, jump looks the same when you're, uh, you know, a smear on the on the sidewalk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, but another crypto, massive crypto fraud. Uh, on November 23rd, as in the next day, <laughs> Tian Kalander, a seemingly perfectly healthy 30-year-old crypto billionaire from Hong Kong, mysteriously died in his sleep. Could have been the vaccine.
0: He died of suddenly is what you're saying.
1: (laughs) He died of suddenly. Um, (laughs) November 29th. So just like a week later, Vyacheslav Teren, a Russian crypto billionaire, along with his pilot, died in a mysterious helicopter crash on a perfectly fine day. Weather was fine. Helicopter crash on the border between France and Italy. Allegedly, there was supposed to be another passenger who canceled at the last minute.
0: Of course there was. There always is. There always is. And
1: here's my favorite part. There are some reports that this guy was laundering money for Russia through crypto. Why does that sound familiar to me?
0: That sounds really oddly familiar to me. Yeah. It's almost like somebody was doing the same thing (laughs) on the other side.
1: Yeah. So that was November 29th. SBF was arrested on December 12th. Um, On December 30th, Park Mo, who is a South Korean crypto guy, was found dead in his home after an investigation had just been launched against him for embezzlement and stock manipulation. (laughs) Also possibly a suicide. It's hard to tell when they're actively being investigated whether they're killing themselves so that they don't have to face the music or if they're killing themselves so they won't talk. Well, the helicopter one,
0: though, the helicopter one. Uh, Yeah. 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 Or the died suddenly. The drownings.
1: So that's a lot of that's a lot of bodies. Um,
0: It's a lot of bodies in two or three months. You said starting in October.
1: In October of this year. So we had two two on the same day.
0: Yeah. Besides the two back with McAfee, you had from October till now is how many?
1: Uh, Javier, possibly suicide. Tian Tian Calander of suddenly Vyacheslav Terran hel- helicopter crash Parkmo uh also ostens- ostensibly suicide so four in the last couple months and then two more since Cryptozoo started
0: like statistically <laughs> statistically speaking like how many millionaires and billionaires die in you know a two month time span
1: under Weird Under circumstances. weird circumstances
0: on a normal mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. There, just to kind of sum this up before we go over to Rumble, there's just so many crypto scams, so many weird crypto deaths, so many different countries involved. I mean, look at the spread of nationalities there: uh, Romanian, uh, Spanish, Hong Kong, Russian all over the place. So many governments want to regulate cryptocurrency, and there are so many reasons why it sounds like it could be a good idea for there to be some regulation because of how fraught it is. But I want to get everybody's opinions over on Rumble.
0: Yeah, it does seem... (coughs) Excuse me. It's weird because it's like they're making a case that actually makes sense. It's just that the people who are going to be regulating it are the worst possible people? To, yeah, they're bad. They're the worst possible people to regulate something like this. We saw what they did with just actual currency starting on Jekyll Island, which we covered before. So they're just going to do the exact same thing here with crypto. Uh It's all fake. It's all controlled. Uh, money's just an illusion anymore, really. So your uh, your the value is just made up. It's it's uh, whose line is it anyway? The the value's made up, and the the money doesn't matter, right? So
1: it's oh one more conspiracy before we go coffeezilla do you have his twitter profile to show i do i want to say i really like this guy he has follower of jesus in his bio he's an internet detective internet sleuth he combs the blockchain for a living he's he's very very good at finding these crypto scams um things like that he seems to be one of the last true journalists. On the other hand, he has very conveniently been part of breaking the SPF story, breaking the slogan, Paul story, putting out a very, uh, uh un- unfriendly video toward Andrew Tate about his hustlers Academy. He seems to be so perfectly in the mix right now, reporting at exactly the right moment about exactly the right things. Right. And even though he comes across nonpartisan to conservative, I it's difficult to to know where to place him. But he certainly does not seem to have any particular bias at all. He seems to be a a, a good person. But it's just fascinating how well positioned he is right now. And maybe you could just talk it up to. They're feeding him. They know he's gonna go digging for good stories, so they're feeding him the information he needs.
0: Yeah, I mean, when he he, wants- he actually could just be innocent, and people are just feeding him, like you said, the stories. I do find it interesting because that that point I was making earlier about you know you hear about the school shootings and all these shootings when they want to push gun regulations. It's not that it's not happening at other times, that they decide to focus on these stories right? at at a particular time. The Logan Paul one you said that was not new; it's just new now because being a light's being shown on it. So, like that's yeah. one that's not the same as SBF, where it happened to break. At the exact right time to push a bill, this happened to reinforce something that had already happened, but now it's being put in the spotlight.
1: Which I do almost wonder if it was because Crypto King sold, that wasn't part of Eddie's plan. Mm. And so it collapsed before it was supposed
0: to. Right. So just just to get this clear, Crypto King, he's the pinky ring dude?
1: He's the pinky ring dude. okay, okay.
0: (laughs) crypto king pinky ring lex luthor that guy is a villain like he just he wants you to know that he is a comic book villain i love it (laughs) (laughs) is that all you had to say before we go over to rumble
1: yeah, I am right,
0: I want to say a few things really quick before we end this episode for people who are listening or watching on YouTube uh, later. Uh, definitely come to the Rumble section, uh, to the Rumble channel, uh, get the full episode there. Also, you guys can come over to Locals if you're someone who likes to listen to this just on audio. We put the full audio version, including the Rumble section, on our Locals channel. And we really appreciate the support over there. Also, you get bonus unhinged episodes. And tomorrow at 7.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on a Thursday, we're going to release... Uh, another episode, one that normally just goes to locals. And I just want to say this to pique your interest a little bit. Obviously we see how, uh, the world economic forum is, is pulling us towards a one world government. Uh, we obviously see how the crypto stuff is pulling us towards a one world currency. Uh, the one thing that I keep getting stuck on that I feel like we just really wanted to dig into depth because we've talked about it a few times here and there is the idea of a one world religion. Uh, So that's part of what we talk about tomorrow. So if you are on that episode, if you've seen it on locals, you've seen it uh, and let us know what you think of it. Um, But that's part of what we're going to be talking about. And we're also talking about the crazy UFO stuff. And funny enough, one of the things that that we talk about is this UFO, how we think that there's going to be more UFO stuff, like being faked in the near future. Within 12 hours of us recording the video, Russia claimed to shoot down a UFO. And I was sitting there reading this story like, holy smokes. (laughs) How does that happen? So it's just really weird. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Check out that episode. Let us know what you think. And uh, we will see you guys over on Rumble. Peace out, everyone. God bless.